welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. Well, now that we've got a drink in hand, I don't know if Jared even knows why, but we've had over 500 downloads. Cha-ching! That's a cheers. Yeah. Well done, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, truck along really well. It's not like we've got anything to talk about this week. <laughs> yeah, I think there's everyone got something to talk about this week in league, to be honest. It's a pretty big oh. week. You want to tee off, Adam? Go for it. Do we start with good stuff? Let's start with good stuff. What good stuff has there been? Did we talk about the announcement of the rounds of the season and all that? Was that last episode? I don't think we did. No, no, we didn't talk about that. So what has it been announced as 20 rounds starting on yes! May 28th? But, but... 20 rounds. That's including the two that's already been. Yes. So but an 18 rounds. Hold up. Before you yes. get too excited, you want to hit the negative stuff now? <laughs> Training arrival date has been pushed back from the 4th of May to the 5th of May. Yep. And that could still get pushed back further. Yes. Let's go back to the good stuff. Grand final on October 25. So still in October, just, what, three weeks later? So that's when we get to see Newcastle play. Awesome. State of origin will be after grand final, most likely. Again, still hasn't been clarified. Three weeks back to back to back on Wednesday nights. Awesome. Um, that's pretty much the extent of the good news. <laughs> All right, so starting with the bad news, we've touched on it before. Um, NRL have, again, said this game's going to start on May 28th when not everything's in place for it to start. Uh, For example, the Warriors actually don't have permission to fly to Australia and break isolation to start training. They have permission from the Australian Border Force. They just don't have permission from the New South Wales or Australian governments yet. Um, yeah, well, who controls the border force? Yeah, so <laughs> Cabinet is sitting on Friday to discuss that, oh. and that's as in Parliament, not as in NRL Cabinet. So I guess we'll get more stuff again early next week. But a lot of that is... And the week before that. A lot of that is based on the, what is it, 48-page biosecurity um, notebook. Measures and policies and procedures. Measures that the NRL have put forward. And it doesn't help that over the weekend, what is it, uh, four players broke it? Broke the guidelines. Um, So the NRL is begging for a return where the Australian government doesn't actually have to let them. And probably two of the most high-profile players in the rugby league world, plus two other guys that are not really well-known, have broken biosecurity laws that the NRL promised before the Australian government actually gave them permission to do it. Yes. What the fuck? Exactly the <laughs> caption that we had on our Instagram post. So... <laughs> Yeah, so NRL were going around doing their um, do it, ask permission, do it first, ask permission afterwards, which is fine. Gets us off on the front foot. We'll come back to that later. Um, Yeah, so that 48-page document that was released and given to clubs, the biosecurity measures in that are harsher and stricter than 
anybody else um, in Australia. And I don't know if you saw over the, no, it wasn't over the weekend, earlier this week, there was a teleconference and with athletes and organizations from all over the world, rugby, AFL, US sports teams, LeBron James was involved, etc. all looking at how Australian sports are getting their comps back on track. So we're the first country looking at doing this. And there was elite sport clubs, NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, Premier League clubs, all on this conference. And then we had four dipshits go, nah, my problems are bigger than this. I'm going to go and break curfew. It is just considering the fact that, like, these guys, the their corporation is literally, well, I don't know if the word's pressuring or pushing the Australian government to let them decision. earn money again. And they turn around and do this. It is just like all the people who it's have lost their jobs, who all the people who lost their jobs should just, they, I don't see how they got the fines they got. They should have been banned for the entire year. This isn't a rugby league thing. This is a global pandemic. I've said it all along. I don't even think rugby league should be starting. I'm excited they are, and I'm excited the government's about to let them. And then they do this. How can the rest of the comp be trusted? And as Paul Kent said earlier tonight, he they are potentially costing every other player in the NRL their paycheck for the rest of the year. That's what they're doing. That's the bottom line. They're paying, and that's that includes the trainers, that includes the coaches, that includes everyone at rugby league headquarters. That includes this podcast. The fact that <laughs> they are this... Oh, come on, guys. This point... No. I don't, oh, it annoys me so much. I agree with everything you said except for the ban for the season, but I'll come back to that as to why. Now... Well, well, well first... Okay. okay. What I want to point that out, and you and me actually talked about this earlier, was that interim um, CEO, what's his name? Abdo? He actually had a chance. Double A. Ab, whatever his name is, Abdo. He actually had a chance to put his foot down and go, okay, you're going to break it. We're promising the government that we're going to put strict new policies in. You guys are going to cop, cop every part of the punishment we can make. And that's why I think that should be banned for the entire year. Yeah, I'll come back to why I disagree with that bit, but I also disagree with the punishments they put down as well. So the first thing, obviously, we're going to talk about if you've been living under a rock and you missed this over the weekend, um, Josh had a car, had a couple of family members doing it tough in Sydney, which sucks. It does. A lot of people are also going through aspects or different things in their family. Reached out to a family member in Latrell Mitchell, cousin. He's got uncles up on the farm. Said, can we come up and hang out and get back to our roots and our culture and all that sort of stuff? That would be fine. If we weren't in isolation, lockdown laws. So if we weren't in the middle his, of a pandemic. <laughs> he drove up with his pregnant wife to hang out with the family. Um, cool. Now, they then went shooting, unlicensed shooting, 
motorbike riding, quad bike riding, hanging around the campfire, all the fun stuff that you could usually do, just not right now. And then to keep things under wraps, they put it on social media and acted out, oh, I did what now? Now, hmm. from that, they got in trouble. New South Wales police have fined them both already $1,000 for breaching self-isolation laws. Um, they issued an apology. You could tell, oh, and if you watch your apology, up. you could tell they didn't mean it because... Hold, hold up for a second. On top of that too, Josh Shadow Carl was warned twice. Yeah, this is his third okay. offence. Yeah. During yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. And I didn't know about that one until after this as well, but the police had talked doing twice already in Melbourne for hanging out in the streets for no apparent reason. Um, Tyron Roberts Davis was involved as well. However, he had half the sense not to put anything up on social media. <clears throat> Sorry. I get the going through a hard time. I get the reaching out to family. There's this awesome thing called the internet where you can call up and talk to people online. You don't have to leave your house. It's kind of what we're doing right now. Um, my kids haven't seen their grandparents in over two months now and they live freaking three kilometers away, not from Sydney to Tari away. They put their apologies up on Instagram and part of it was Latrell Mitchell saying, we're not being selfish. We just want to see our family. No, you are being selfish. You're being selfish to not your family. I get that. But to everybody else, like Jared mentioned, all the other NRL players, all the partners, Peter Vlandes has been bending over backwards for freaking months to try and get this thing sorted. And you two think you're above the game and just putting everything else at risk just so you can go shooting tin cans. Now, their first reaction was, we're doing it to get back to our culture. Now, my favourite tweet or response I saw to this was an Aboriginal uh, man who jumped on um, on that post and said, oh, I can't remember the number, like third generation uh, Aboriginal. I don't remember anything in our culture about driving motorbikes, quad bikes, shooting guns and having a piss up. If that's connecting with the land, uh, it kind of goes almost against everything that Latrell was standing for in the Indigenous All-Stars game at the start of the season. But during that, he was a leader. He was proud of his culture and doing a role model-like thing, not having to piss up with his mates and family. From there, after already playing the race card, um, and I believe probably more disrespect in his culture than anything, he does his apology, as does that O'Carr, Hours later, he posts a picture of all the people going down to Coogee Beach and him on at the campsite. Now saying, what do you say? Uh, Spot the difference. Siding colour. No. (laughs) Coogee Beach was opened by the government. It is now shut a day after they opened it because people wouldn't adhere to social distancing once the beach was open. So now it's completely different. Yours was a planned decision. That was a government council decision open up to the public. It could have been anyone there. Don't even bring that in. 
I, I just um fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah, so and then Cleary had about seven girls over and said they were about what Wait, so I haven't finished on the other minutes. one. Oh sorry. Sorry. You've already said it's Adokar's third time, so that's this is what brings me to the penalties. Now, we've talked about the Warriors not being allowed in Australia. The New South Wales Premier has now called them out on national TV. Putting it into clear words, this is a freaking pandemic. This is life or death for some people. It's not affecting you guys, except for being locked up. Locked up, sorry. In your houses. You come into contact with anyone at the freaking BP on the way home and someone gets sick and passes it on to someone else, you've played a role in that. People are dying because of this thing. And you need to hang out with your family. I'm sorry. Um, the Queensland government now said they need more time, which is something new. They've pushed things back. Now, the fines. 1000 bucks each for breaching social protocol. Josh had a car. It will be going to court for use of a firearm without a license. Latrell Mitchell not taking precautions and allowing someone without a license to use a shotgun. Guns being confiscated. That's a court matter. That's like two years in jail. I think it's the maximum that at a, uh, that Latrell Mitchell could face plus thousands of dollars in fines. Now the NRL fines twenty grand or fifty grand. Twenty grand now. 30 grand suspended. Josh had a car's on $300,000 a year. He'll be on about five to 600,000 next year, you'd say, depending on what club he signs for in Sydney. 20 grand for a third offence. Latrell Mitchell's on 600,000, 720 if you count the Roosters' money they put in. 20 grand. Tyrone Roberts Davis got $4,000 with 6,000 suspended. I don't see how $20,000 justifies how much was at risk. I don't agree with banning them for the season because rugby league struggles enough to get crowds. And I hate to say it, but Latrell Mitchell and Josh Adokar are exciting players to watch. The game, uh, can, point- the game can survive without them. We don't need them for the game to keep going. If they want to bugger off and do something else, the game will move on pretty quick. But with the chance that the NRL has to showcase the product, I can see why the NRL hasn't banned them. However, 20 grand's not enough. 50 grand straight up with 50 grand suspended. Yeah, I could see that. That's a third of um, Josh Adokar's salary. That's a big amount. You think of a third out of your salary as opposed to, what, less than a tenth? Okay. Big difference. So you just said that for crowds, right? Oh, later in the season. No, okay, yeah. We, we're not going to have crowds. That's not what I was getting at. My point was that earlier in the podcast, you mentioned about the fact that Rugby League is actually on the world stage right now because we're about to put on our an elite competition where everywhere, there's other countries who can't even think of it. So they're trying to find copy us to follow it. Yeah. So... The one time that Rugby League are on an elite stage and they have a chance to punish some of their players and show the world that Rugby League can, will, will not only protect against health issues and 
pandemic and all that kind of stuff. But we, you, you think they should still be left played where the, to get more crowds later in the season, where they can show the world that NRL are going to go, we're not going to let this happen anymore. Yeah. So w- wouldn't you think they were going to get a lot more world viewers if we actually put our foot down and went, no. see you later for the year? Or do you think we're going to get more world viewers if we go, ah, oh, we'll suspend them for a game, but they could play again? Yeah, well, the fact is we might get two weeks in before the rest of the sport world kicks off. NBA is already already has a training date of the 10th of May that players are going to come back. So other things are going to kick off. We'll have maybe two or three weeks, I reckon, before other sports are we'll, in a position we'll to be doing the same. We will lose rugby league traditionalists over them, those guys playing. I will not like the fact that Adokar will get picked for New South Wales. That's, but therein that lies the difference between New South Wales and Queensland because Mel Meninga, the Australian coach, has said, we've got a value system of importance, mm. good role models. Green and gold means responsibility. They've shown they can't be trusted, so they deserve their jersey. Well, I would no, say see, they're that's... not going to get picked in an Australian team at the end of the year. Well, see, we're not, not going to lose anything with not having Adokar or Mitchell because they're replaceable. But, but that's the thing. Um, you're right. New South Wales is a bit messy on the subject because the night it happened, Brad Fittler came down and said pretty much the same what Meninga said. And then a night later, Greg Alexander, yeah. the assistant coach, came out and said, oh, there's still a chance they can keep their spots. No. Um, if Adokar's dropped, you just throw... Trebojevic um, on the wing, put Jared Croker in centre. Do whatever the hell you want. No, Nick Kotrick. No, whatever. It doesn't matter. And then you got Trevojevic and Wyden still there. Yeah, they're, they're covered. So, you'd, yeah, it's pretty, they're fine. Australia, you've got a million options. Yeah. But... Like I said, uh, the game can move on without them, but... Exactly. Putting so them they should be banned there, for a year. They're not going to get banned for a year. That'll, be, that'll end up doing no. more damage than it will. How? It's, it, 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 was sh- it showed the government that we're the rugby league serious about this. Do you think right now with the bands they've got, do you reckon the NRL they look serious? Do you take that serious, what the bands they've got? I just think, I don't think the NRL's in a position to be able to do that because we've had people have domestic violence cases, alcohol cases, etc., who are still playing and were allowed to yes. play. And they went banned for and a now, season. And you're not going to be able to ban someone over, yes, it is a breach of um, policy, um, a breach Ooh. of law but especially for um can't remember his name now matt lodge mitchell being the first case in this thing obviously it is dangerous and i've already highlighted that but nrl's already put itself into a corner in one phase by not doing this with such serious crimes before well no No, but that's my point again nrl under a new administration now after this, there's going to be less people top-heavy because they don't have the money to hire them. They can go, we're going to start on a clean slate here and go, bang, anything like that, gone. They're starting fresh now. This is essentially back in 1998 when the Super League died. You can't it's say... It's brand new. I don't think you can say gone because... No, 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 gone. Band a year. That's all I'm saying. Band for the season. You, you, they're starting new. NRL, they've got a new CEO now. Like I said, there won't be as many people up there anymore because they've got to cut costs. 
they can really just go, okay, anything like that that's proven, like the no faults, no no stand down fault policy, whatever you want to call it, that's really good. But this is proven, and there's evidence of it. I consider this not 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 in the same context of what other people have done, but they've broken the law and potentially caused death of other people, like you said. So why are they they're only getting one game and a third of their salary gone? Yeah, I'd 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 think that the one the NRL needs cash, but um, fine should have been much more substantial. But I think I agree with the hurting themselves in the short to long run, talent off the field not as I oh, know they need them on there. You also look at it. You got three New South Wales most likely representatives nah. that's in or the back of their be, mind it has to be it doesn't matter it does matter if, if it's, it's no made, name players uh, it's made it look weak it's the made the nrl look the NRL's weak. always been weak it's one of the yeah, weakest so like i said new admin bring something else into it that's what i said 50k fine straight no, up no gone done for the year all right have a Easy longer ass. rest what sorry that, sorry give him a longer rest like they'll care. They will. They will care if, if their contracts ripped up. Are you just said a year? Yeah. So the contract ripped up, then they can renegotiate not, a new one next year. You said a year ban's a lot different to ripping up a contract. No, a season. A season ban. Well, it's still different to ripping up a contract. Well, they're still going to get paid. Of, both of them aren't signed this year. Next year. No. Yeah, Mitchell hasn't redone yet. And yeah. Adar Carr's still not confirmed where he's going next year. He's going to Sydney somewhere. Yeah, but either, have a if you give him a year ban, they'll be sitting at home on 720 and 300k. Shows, it, it, bottom line, it shows a new message, doesn't it? Does it, does it show a message to the rest of the world that yeah. NRL is actually serious about this pandemic? Does it show a message to the Australian government that we're not going to tolerate people That's like that? That's great, but it comes to the end of the season. There's going to be 14 clubs out there trying to sign these two. Because I know they'll be able to get them for cheap, so they won't be able to bargain. No club's going to oh, go, oh, I'm not going to sign so They're going to lose money in the, long, in the short run. They're going to lose money in the short term. And? Do, do what Gordon Tallis did. Just tell him to sit out for the season. Yeah, but that's just hasn't had thought put into it either. Because you put that down, that's the money on the line that the NRL stands to gain from having the best talent on the field. Um, hurt the player individually off the field without destroying the product on the field. Wait, if you if they voided their contract, Put surely there's way. something about a behavioural clause in their contract. There could be. So but have, the to... clubs the clubs haven't come out and put their fines or their stuff down yet. And yeah, Melbourne Melbourne can still come out and ban them for ten weeks. They won't because Melbourne no, will probably stuff by the end of this year with Vinavalu. Addo Carr, who was the other one that's leaving as well? I can, I, I was, that's the other point. I don't think Addo Carr, I, I would say he wouldn't have done this if he had two to three years left in Melbourne. He knew he was staying oh, there. You can't say that. You don't He's know only that. got a seat. No, I don't. I'm just, the way the, how players talk about Bellamy, how much of a hole he's going to get ripped by his coach. If he knows that he's gone at the end of the season, eh. Let's, let's wait and see on that one. 
Okay. Uh, so I, mean, um, I don't think it's going to have any effect on him. I just, I just wish they'd gone like, all right, one or two gains, 50K. Go on, that's yeah. a fifth of the salary, uh, okay. whatever. So if, they yeah, were sitting, we... if they were sitting players out for, every, for a season every time, you had Joey Johns taking illicit drugs. You had Jonathan Thurston getting found drunk in a gutter. You had Matt Lodge doing his dumbass shit. If you were suspending players for a season at a time all the time, for every little breach, not little, but every breach of the law, and our game doesn't have enough high talent, high talent, it's got enough talent to cover, but... I agree it doesn't have the talent, but it doesn't matter. You can't be saying, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone, How, you're gone, you're this, gone. This, this isn't... And I'm not saying what those other blokes did well, did, did was good. Yeah, you can't compare the fines, but you can't just this, go, this is a you pandemic season Adam. off every... I've already said that. This is a history-making pandemic. We're in the middle of history, and you're comparing some guy to get drunk in a gutter to potentially killing people. Oh, he's created as much history. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. You, no, we'll, this we'll pandemic, This pandemic's going to pass. We need to be Maybe. making the most... Oh. We need to be making the most of every opportunity we can to showcase we need the best talent out there. Punish them off the field, not on the field. I don't I don't think Melbourne's the second uh, highest. I don't oh, sorry, think they get away highest. with it. That's just letting them get away with it because they're talented. Tyron Roberts Davis you should get away. Talent Tyron Roberts Davis didn't get suspended any games either. Regardless yeah, of his agree. talent. I'm hoping Aaron Bryan throws the books at book at him. He could. We don't know that. I really yet. hope he does. Um, if, he, if it was Mitchell Pierce, I'd be saying the same thing. If it was Caleb Ponger, I'd be saying the same thing. I get that. So you got eight weeks for simulate, simulating sex with a dog. So I get that side of things why these guys don't get the time for breaking the law. Um, but. Yeah. Okay. So that's our point on the whole thing. What do you guys. Any, anyone sending comments, what do you guys think? You agree with me or Adam about this? Suspension. Oh, we both agree they're idiots, but the suspension side of things. The other thing right, I think so they might have been thinking, Melbourne's the third highest rating TV club after Parramatta and Brisbane. Uh-huh. You take away their highest scoring, try scoring threat, Melbourne not in finals, you're losing a shitload of money in finals. Uh, money yeah, runs I the hate, game, not the players. I, yeah, I hate it. I hate that. It's a I business. really do. That, I know. And I, I always thought better business was doing the right thing. But clearly it isn't. Yeah. No. And then you got Ivan Cleary. What do Ivan Cleary do? Oh, fucking, what's his kid's name? Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary. What do you mean, yeah, but? No, that was, uh, he just, what, he had a few chicks over and they'd made a TikTok video. No. And they supposedly left after 10 minutes. No. No. What? That's the TikTok was a separate thing after he'd already apologized for the first instance. He didn't he didn't even tell them about that until it surfaced. Yeah, so he had a TikTok video. The chicks I don't were agree drinking with down the 100%. The chicks were drinking down the road. They're friends of his sister. They were waiting for an Uber. Said, "Oh, can we come inside while we wait for the Uber?" He should have saying, "Fuck no." There's four people <laughs> coming to my house even though he technically wouldn't get in trouble cuz they're coming to his place. Still dumb as shit. And then he photo comes out and he says, I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> He's looking at the camera for two of them. And he tells them they were there for 10 minutes waiting for the Uber. 
They're like, all right, you're an idiot. Here's a four grand fine, 6K suspended. After he's done that, then the TikTok videos come out the next day saying, I thought you said they're only there for 10 minutes, yet you're up here dancing with them for a period of time. That's a very, that's a lot of action happening in 10 minutes. So you didn't know it was happening. And then what was he saying? Oh, I apologize for that too. No one asked me about the TikTok video, so I didn't say anything. Yeah, I, I, I same deal. Banned for a year. That's just put their foot down. Stupid. Put their foot and then, down. And then there was people coming out saying he didn't get fined as much because he's not black. Yeah. And oh, you hear about... Vlandis was like, no, baby he got less because, yeah. <laughs> I've actually said it's Trebojevich. The little I, one. He's not actually signed with Manly. It's not Ben. No, it's the it, other one. How Luke. Many, I didn't think there were four brothers. No, there's another one, and he's not signed by Manly. No. He, but the thing was, he went to a party and then came back. Came home, yeah. To where did all... Uh, Ben, Jake, and Tom live. Yeah, they all live. He's a fucking yeah, idiot. So, yeah. They'll be kicking his ass enough. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Heads go in the backyard and run at Jake. It's so, and then like Ben Iken had his article today going. Um, I, I agreed, I agreed with sections of it. These guys do act differently and they are treated differently. Um, to the 100%. rest of us. Because they are different to the rest of us. They, mm. Their career is done at 100% with more pressure than any of us will ever be under. On the money that comes with that pressure, they're also having their bodies beating the crap out of them at training and then at a game. And then they get looked after off the field as they should. They're treated differently to us. Blah, blah, blah. I get that, Ben Eichen. I get that the age groups 18 to 35 i get that they're male i get that they're stupid but i'm in that age group jared's in that age group yes we don't have the pressure we don't have the media coverage all that sort of stuff but we understand what we're allowed to do and can't do yeah. and that's what you're, it comes you're leaning to. towards retirement age let's be oh i know <laughs> um but i get sections of what he was saying it's an explanation, right. but it's not an excuse. Hold up, hold up. Brad Fittler, I'm just reading the article now, has said there is no way he would pick Latrell Mitchell, Addo Carl Cleary if, if he was selecting the New South Wales side tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. That's, I was waiting and, for that. And, wait, and emphasize that the trio's behaviour will be taken into account when Origin returns. No, it won't. I hope it will. It won't. He already um, said that. He said that. Oh, who was it a couple of years ago? James Roberts? Someone. He picked like straight after something had happened. It won't. They're under too much pressure to try and win again. But yeah, they are treated differently. They had a different upbringing. And everything, the world's at their feet. And there's an, there, there's a an argument that they're not very socially... Adept. Adept. Adept, Adept. yeah. Adept. They don't, they don't but, understand how the world works. Day to day. But in saying that too, that seems like a pretty big cop out. Yeah, exactly. Adokar should, because every recruit that goes to the storm has to spend two weeks out on a job site somewhere to realise what the real world's like. That's why George Rose never made it down there. He said it was too bloody hard. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we, we've touched on all that. That's just 
I'm sure there'll be more news coming over it in the next couple of days, and we'll touch it touch on it again on Sunday. But now for the fun. All right, one more thing. Oh shit! What? It makes the critics look like they knew they were talking about. I had to look at a couple like yeah. with all the words okay. when when the NRL said it's May twenty eighth thing, and the critics are saying, "Oh, it's arrogant. It's presumptive. It's irresponsible." Yeah. And then that, Jeff Kennett. Well, my, that was me. Yeah, and then but Jeff Kennett then comes out. It was the AFL president. I think he stepped down at Hawthorne saying, um, "They're choosing money before player safety." Mm. Yeah, it's a freaking yeah. businessman. Then I was going to be here twenty years after any of these guys retire. Yes, it's about money, but we have to put these things in place as well for everyone to be safe. But. People need Australia needs sport. I agree in every circumstance except for a global pandemic. I think we can take a backseat on sport when people's lives are at no, stake no, 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 yeah. a if coronavirus. You, if you're putting sport on that will put people in danger, yes, definitely do not do it. But the protocols and the steps that then I was going to and taking in place to get it on safely, yeah, hundred percent. It, it only works if they follow them. Yeah, exactly. So, so I did a little bit of quick research before we get to the conference stuff. The NFL draft was done on the weekend, right? It's the first time they've ever done a virtual NFL draft. So usually, for those who don't follow American sport, the draft is held in a big uh, arena. The players walk up across the stage. They're all sitting together. It's like uh, it's like a the fucking Oscars or some shit. Except there's like talent. And What's draft day? That's an awesome movie. Yeah, there you go. Something like this is the first yeah. time they've ever done it virtually. So you've got all the players in their own homes, and there's cameras set up everywhere. Anyway, their average viewership was fifteen point six million, and so I was like, obviously to put that in Australian context, that was up thirty seven percent from last year. In America. Yeah, that was the first sporting event, not even a game, just an event, since the global pandemic shut America down. They had a 37%. They had over four and a half million extra people watch it in America just because it's the first freaking piece of sport on to get them back to some sort of normality. Now, they've got 328 million people. Ended up being 4.75% of their population watched it. You put that into Australia, 4.75% of our population is 1.18 million. We're going to get that for the first if, game. If we got 1.18 million people watching that NRL's first game, compare that to an NRL rating average of 460,000, you've doubled and a half your average viewership just because it's the first sporting event on and people who don't even watch rugby league will probably watch it because it's freaking live sport and it means something to them. So the NRL still has to push and go ahead. And yes, 1.183 million was the highest rating game of last year in the standard premiership, not taken into origin or anything. It was Melbourne versus cool. Brisbane in game one or round one. Nothing reached that because it's round one. It's the first thing on for the season. You've got Melbourne versus Brisbane. That's freaking... <laughs> it's 
the chance the NRL has here is huge. So we still have to keep pushing ahead. And we need the best product on the field and cripple them off it if that's what we need to do. That's right. There's too much freaking on the line here. Get your shit together. Okay. All right. So we 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 oh. <sighs> All right, sorry, we just had to stop. Well, I just had to hit stop on the record. I was getting all worked up. <laughs> all right, so with this conference system, Adam is going to tell me the positives of having a conference, and then I am going to tell him why he's wrong. So let's go. All right, so how this came about was, um, as what happens every NRL off-season when everyone's bored, things get talked about that get talked about every few years. Now, a big thing this off-season was we're getting closer to expansion. Rah, rah, rah. So the conference idea was thrown out there by a couple of people. Now, both Jared and I are in agreement, and how we set our arguments up was an NRL comp that has 18 teams, not the current 16. So we're picturing a team probably in Perth because they get thrown up every time. And the second part, place where it looks like there most likely would be one would be a second team in the Brisbane-Ipswich area. Um, or the, I think the third sort of option is your uh, above, above Newcastle, below Titans sort of area. I reckon the best chance someone has is probably Redcliffe. That's my bet. Oh, yeah, something like that would be awesome. Redcliffe, Sunny Coast sort of team, something like that. That would be yeah. huge because you've got, yeah, Redcliffe, Falcons, that sort of stuff. So we're basing this off a 18-team um, comp. So what, three years down the track maybe? Not now. But oh, not now, yeah. When, so bef before this pandemic, three years, now probably four to five. 14. <laughs> yeah. 14. So it's not just going to get back up and running again next year. It's going to take seasons. Um, so I, I still like what we've got now, but I love the conference idea. Um, I don't like it exactly how it is and how it works in the U S sports. And I'll explain why as we go along, but I love the idea of a conference system in Australian sport, because I believe it's going to get rid of one of the largest negatives for clubs. And I think it's going to introduce more positives to fans. That's why I went along with it. So how I've done it, two conferences. Remember, we've got 18 teams. So nine teams in each conference. They're called the North Conference and the South Conference. I know, imaginative, right? North means the most northern teams, and it's a bit split up in Sydney. So that's got Cowboys, Broncos, Titans, Newcastle, Manly, Parramatta, Penrith, Tigers, and then the Brisbane, Ipswich, Redcliffe, wherever that expansion team's going to be. Southern Conference has Warriors, Storm, Perth, Cronulla, St. George, Canterbury, Canberra, Roosters, and the Rabbits. Now, I know that the Parramatta, Penrith, Tigers... Uh, Canterbury, Bruce's Rabbits are all very close in and around Sydney. That comes back to the rivalries later. I'll split them that way for a reason. Now, still going to play 24 rounds as we do now. Okay, because player workload and all that. 
By doing 24 rounds, you play everyone in your conference twice, a home and an away. That's going to build those rivalries again. You've got your Cowboys, your Broncos, your Titans all playing each other twice. You've got Newcastle and Manly playing each other twice. You've got Manly and Parramatta playing each other twice. You've got your Penrith Tigers and Parramatta, so your Western Sydney rivalries playing each other twice. And then your Brisbane Ipswich team, which is going to build a rivalry with the Broncos pretty quickly, twice. So some of the biggest rivalries that aren't really big rivalries anymore, your Manly and Parramatta, your Western Derbies, Parramatta, Penrith, Tigers, and even in Newcastle, Manly, because we don't like each other. Um, you get to play those teams twice a year, which is great. On the southern side of things, you've got your Cronulla St. George Derby. You've got your Roosters Rabbits. You've got um, Storm. I wouldn't say Storm and Warriors is maybe a rivalry, but you're always getting big crowds to those. Okay. Now, that gives you 16 games. Gives you eight games. It means you play eight of the other conference. So you will miss one team in the other conference each year. But you won't be playing those teams home and away. Meaning, if you're in the North Conference, you might play one team in the South Conference that year. Home. But you won't have a home game against them for at least two more years. Uh, at least another two years or two seasons time. So there's your 24 games. You'll miss one team out of all of that. Still have your bye. End of the season, top two. There's two different ways of doing this. Top two in each conference are into finals, regardless of your record. The next two highest teams, doesn't matter what conference, are into the finals. That gives you four teams. Sorry, it gives you six teams in. Top two from each conference are in, then the next two highest teams, whatever. That's six teams in. Now, because there's 18 teams in, you've got six in. At the moment, half our teams get in, half don't. You want to give the chance for half the comp to get in. You can't have nine teams in the final. The next four highest go into two wildcard games. Winner gets in. There's your eight teams. Once you've got your eight, you reseed one to eight and play your normal final system. The second way of doing it, and this is how the US sports do it, and I don't 100% agree with it because you can get in with a losing record and I don't like that. You could have the top three in each conference and then the next, that six teams in, and then your fourth and fifth out of each conference play a wild card game to get in. The downside of that is third and fourth in one conference could have way could have worse records than fifth and sixth in the other. And I don't really like that, but it's there. That's how the comp would look. Pros. I'm going to do the pros because then Jared's going to probably hit me with some cons. Pros. There's less travel, especially for the Cowboys, the Warriors, Melbourne and Perth. Because the furthest the Warriors are going to have to travel is Perth. Okay. They'll do that once a year. Perth will come to them once a year. They're in the same conference. That's your home and away. They don't have to fly to the Cowboys every year. They may do it every two years. Cowboys go to them every two years. Cuts that flight travel out. Then they're only hitting... You've got Roosters, Rabbits, 
Canberra, Canterbury, St George, Cronulla are going to play the majority of their games in and around Sydney, and they might travel to. They have to travel to Perth, New Zealand, and the Storm once. Same on the other side. Cowboys are only flying as far as Sydney, unless they do have an away game once every two years. That's good. There's more rivalries. I already talked about that within your conference. The other side is, I'm a Manly supporter in Queensland. I'm lucky enough that I'll have a home and away game each year. But if I was a Canberra supporter, I'm only going to have the chance to see the Raiders at Suncorp once every two years. So I'm damn well going to be at that game. You're going to get a hell of a lot more fans going to see their team knowing that they can only see them once every two years unless they're going to travel interstate. Um, and it also makes every game worth something. Knowing that if you get those top two positions in each conference, you'll be able to have a chance to rest players if you want to. And it takes you away from that wild card game. So it's not just trying to sneak into the finals. It also gives the comp one more game to put on. Um, yeah, beat that. Ah, okay. So with the 18-team idea, I understand that it's the only way this conference idea works. But the closest example we've got to a conference that we can pretty well look at that's closest to our sport would be NFL, right? So there's how many teams in the NFL? 32. 32. Okay, so there's 32. How many teams do you reckon are quality? In that comp, in the entire 32. So how many teams do you, do you just see their squad and you're like, nah, because they're players? Nut, like just straight out nut at the start of the season. Like Gold Coast right now. Who do, who do you see? Jets. Jackson. Just roundabout figure. Uh, eight. Eight. Okay, so you, that's 24 teams that are contesting it, right? In rugby league, um, probably the biggest knock, and this is going to cause some issues, um, biggest knock in... Jonathan Thurston and Cooper Cronk is there was no one in their entire career pushing for their spots to the Australian side. Like you knew Australian side were there and you knew they were available. You knew no, no, there's no contention for their spot. Was there? Yeah. Uh, back in nineties, um, early nineties to probably 2005, you had Daly, Tuvi, Lockyer, Johns, Fittler, um, who else you would have had? Stewart, he retired in 1998 at Bulldogs, didn't he? Um, you had about close to nine, eight or nine quality halves pushing for that Australian side. And then you look at the 80s when you had Kenny, uh, Sterling, uh, yeah, I get the Watermark. point. So where are these players coming from? That's my point. So right now... It's kind of contentious for the halfback spots for Australia because not because of the quality that's there, but because there's no one's put their hand up definitively. Like really, no one really. We don't even know who's going to New South Wales halves and then the most dominant team there is this year. So there is not enough quality in Australian rugby league to have 18 teams. There's barely enough quality to have 16 teams. Like you look at, uh, Bulldogs, when Foran got injured, they had 
rookie halves walking onto the field who would barely make any other team. And then they had a hooker who's a 5'8", because they don't have anyone else in their books play. And look at Gold Coast, Ash Taylor's barely struggling and they don't have a dominant six. Um, you look at Warriors, they don't even know who they're going to go with a week before they run mm. onto the field. So there's no, not enough quality halves or players in the NRL right now to justify putting more teams on. I know. So That's why we're looking so, four or five years down the track. But how much is it going to change? Like really? depends, depends how much um, the clubs with, want to put with, in. With your rivalry game, so you mentioned that the rivalry is going to, going to be more intensified there. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, over the years, like games like you don't have that intense rivalry as much. So over the years, so for example, uh, Melbourne Manly over the what the six year period they were dominant. Mm. Um, what if you had a team, say North Queensland and Canberra were the dominant teams? They only get to play each other maybe once in a year. If not, mm. then they have to play each other every two years. You're not going to have that rivalry. They should be playing each other one and a half times a year like they've got now. No matter what, they should be all in the same system. Um, you don't know who's there's no going guarantee. To there's no guarantee with the system now that you'll be playing a team twice a year anyway. No, there's not. That but all comes down to chance. Still, and to be honest, part of the NRL is the travel. So part of the NRL is the ability to travel from New Zealand to North Queensland. They go there thinking they've got to do that. So that's just part of it. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that um, there's a lot more there's teams in Sydney who are 20 minutes away from each other don't play each other. How's that for a rivalry missing out? Like you think Roosters and Manly aren't going to play each other, but they're 20 minutes away. They probably live together somewhere. They're not 20 minutes away. You know what I mean? At least an hour away. I do. Yeah. Uh, when I was putting the two conferences together, what I got stuck on was your Parramatta, Penrith, Tigers, Roosters, Rabbits, Canterbury. Now, I did try putting all of them in one conference, but then I was like, you'd have your St. George, Cronulla having a shift to north, and they're even further away. I was like, well, that's not going to happen. I know I wasn't going to get a perfect fit anywhere. But I would say that the Penrith, um, Parramatta Tigers, those three wanting to rule out West, is stronger than Parramatta versus Roosters or Penrith versus Rabbits or something like that. Roosters, Rabbits, Roosters, St. George, Anzac Day, um, Cronulla, St. George, they all trump any of those other rivalries. So I think I've kept the strongest traditional rivalries all intact. The only one that's missing that I couldn't get in um, was your Parramatta Canterbury. But if you've got those two teams knowing that they'll play each other once a year, more than likely, it's going to be huge. The other thing with the rivalries is at the moment, you lose a rivalry game, it doesn't really matter because you've got got, um, 15 other games against oh sorry 14 other games against other teams in this system so, your rivalry games you're only competing in a nine team conference to get the top two spots every game against your rivals matter so you got to bring it yeah so you drop a game I, against the other conference and your biggest rival goes against the other conference and wins all theirs you don't have a chance to make that up unless you're going to beat them but there's a chance it's like a four of, point swing every time 
but you don't you, you're not counting on the unknown rivalries no I'm so not. so like t- 20 years ago you wouldn't have thought that Melbourne and Manly would be a rivalry like they were. So okay. I get they're in the same thing. But for example, like there's no closeness to them. They were just two good teams playing each other over a six year period and they developed a hate for each other. Yeah. So and a lot of those players are gone now. So yeah, in your conference. That's a short term rivalry. I don't know. If but that's, a, that's, what, that's probably the best rivalry in the last 20 years. Yeah. And it's not a planned one. No. So there's a chance that you can't have, say, a Broncos Melbourne rivalry. That two of the best teams played against each other that many times, and it created that much hate between them. So you're not planning on the unknown rivalries that are great in rugby league. Um, but you can never the, plan for that, regardless. No, you can't. But it's still a chance of happening, isn't there? So you miss. There's out. always going to be a chance, but this yeah, system but that we have now is going to miss out on it as well. Not, not as much. So not as much, but it's like doesn't mean the, as much. For, for that, I'm pretty sure in the third year you call when the rivalry started. I think they played each other three times in a year. And that was probably two points difference in every single game. So you can plan around the commercial side of things in a rivalry that no one knows is going to happen. This you can, system you here, can, you can also plan the comp years ahead knowing that what the draw is going to be you, like. You can't plan the NRL comp in the years ahead because you don't know what teams are going to be in it next year. This is the once the money... conference sorted, you numpty. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying there's not enough money in certain teams. They might go bankrupt. You can't plan the NRL season two no, years No, I'm just ahead. saying if you, if you needed to or wanted to, you could because it's much yeah. easier to set out the schedule. All right, so for you, how Better does Origin TV work? deals as well. How does or- Origin or- work for you? Origin's the same Because... Way. Would would they have an all star game between? Oh, not not so Origin for a rep game. Would you reckon they have an all star all star game between North and South as well for an added rep oh, game? You could, yeah. Why not? So that's what I thought pro for you. But I, I you could even go with Origin a fourteen comp. So New South Wales, New South Wales, Queensland, Queensland. Pick a team from every every. Pick a team from each thing. You know what I mean? Each no. conference. So, no. Okay. Um, no, no. When That's when I would agree the saturation of talent's not there. For your elite talent, there's not enough to be able to do two Queensland and two New South Wales teams. No. Yeah. Um, okay. I've got an so argument one... for your lack of talent, by the way, as well. Oh, okay. So, another problem is... and oh. I don't know if they'd call it a problem because we're comparing it to America, but I reckon it's a problem because I love it. Um, in 20 years down the fact down the track with this conference system, because there's like in America, if you're you live in New York, you support New York, right? Yeah. A, it's very centralized the way you support. In Australia, so I support Newcastle, you support Manly. I've got a brother who supports Penrith, another one who supports Parramatta, yeah, yeah. Cronulla. We, we, in our small group of friends, we've got every single team covered. So, and I, I love going to watch games with Newcastle fans, but I also find it boring because there's no one to argue with about the game. So, if there's everyone centralised like they do in America, I reckon games will get boring because not as many... Like, if you've got the same people supporting every game... Every te- the same team, it gets boring. 
So you're saying having supporters of your club sucks? No, I love it. But I like arguing the team on who, who we're playing. You got to admit, that's fun. Yeah, I, so you're saying that when you go watch Newcastle at Suncorp, you're surrounded by Newcastle supporters, not Broncos? I am never surrounded by Newcastle supporters. Though. So I don't get your argument. That's what makes it fun. I love having friends who support other teams. Yeah, you're still going to have point. friends that support other teams. Not really, not as much. Not with a why, why would people? Why like, would people have, change their we, teams? They wouldn't that. change their teams. I'm talking 20 years down the track in the conference system. Our kids yeah. choose the teams that's right next to them because they only travel, you know, in that little area. They won't even care about the Southern Comp if we live in Queensland. I don't reckon many people stray outside their conference as so? supporting the team. That's not good. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't get that argument whatsoever. I don't. There's a reason why the American sports, and I don't like your comparison earlier about the NFL, and I'll make that clear in a second. (laughs) If if they've got a team, it means every home game they've got, they freaking pack it out because they want to see their team. No, no, they don't. Look at Roosters. They don't pack their team no. out because there's, there's 20 but teams in the area. You're saying the centralised or the localised things are bad idea because you'll have too many people there going for a team. Yeah, it's boring. That's so boring. Your, your argument is boredom. <laughs> yes, and you're trying to get the commercial side of things. You don't want boredom. No, I want good damn games. I want the yeah. fact that when I verse Parramatta, if Manly sucks that year and Parramatta's <laughs> good, and for some weird reason, and this happens in sport, we can beat them twice because we're in the same conference. We've cost them four points within our side of getting one of those two spots. So even if Manly doesn't make the playoffs or the finals, I've had a good year because I've stopped Parramatta getting there. Do you consider that a good year? That's how much I hate Parramatta, yeah. It was like that. It was like that. Um, That's your... I'm glad you support Manly with those low standards. And Billy and I, so Jared's older brother, Billy's a Parramatta supporter. Um, there was a... Oh, how many years ago? It wasn't that long ago. Um, Parramatta got the wooden spoon. Manly sucked that year. I think we came, like, we missed the finals by two spots or we might have come... Eighth and got now asked in the first round. I can't remember what it was. But Parramatta got the wooden spoon. So that's like the second best thing after us winning the grand final. Um, I was happy. We, I knew we weren't going to be able to win the comp, but as long as Parra didn't. And that's how proper so, rivalry should work. And there's still an argument about the fact that you don't know who's the best team. No, you don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that argument said, and that's why I change it from the American system. So you no, compare no, you you compared NFL to rugby league before, and you can't do mm. that because thirty two teams. They're not just splitting the two conferences; they're splitting the divisions. And your division's got five teams. Within that division, you play each other twice. So if you're in a five team division, you're one of five teams. That's eight of your sixteen games already used up with only four other teams out of thirty two. Now, you can go three seasons without even playing another team out of 32 teams. All right, but within with your, this, within with this, your competition, there's only one team you're not versing that year. Yeah, so... Which is the... Um, 
And even if you miss the top two by two points, you've got two other chances of getting in. Yeah, so what if like one comp could be like 10 times worse than the other one? Yeah. So, but you're still going to have, say, best example probably for rugby league other than the NFL, which I still stand by, is um, Super League 97. So Newcastle and Brisbane probably never figured out who was the best team that year. Yeah. Right? And I understand that there's three grand finals in your competition. So what? you got, yeah. The, One grand well, you final. Got, you, well, you got the... Do you consider the... Oh, because they combine. Yeah, don't worry. They combine. Yeah, so I was thinking that the two so conferences what, have a grand why, final each. No, but that's, that's the thing. why I prefer the top two only from each conference. So even if one but, conference is completely dominant over the other one, you'd still expect the top two at least to get in on a winning record. But in saying that too, there is a chance that Newcastle and Broncos don't play each other to the grand final in the 97. No, no, no. Because after the top eight is finalised, the top two from each conference get in, that's four. Yeah. Then the next two highest, regardless of which conference get in, that just goes on winning record. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So that's six yeah. in. So technically, you could have four from one conference, two from the other so far. Yeah. Technically, yeah. it comes down to winning record. The last two spots, there's four teams who can get them. You play a wild card on each side to get those last two. Once you've yeah. got those eight teams, it's reseeded regardless of conference. Then it just goes on winning record, one to eight. Yeah, so there's still a chance that they don't play each other in a grand final until the grand final, the way the finals work. Because if it's reseeded, what do we do? One to one verse two, three verse four. No, no, or one you just do the eight? you just do the same final series that we got now. That's what I mean. Yeah, Every so, game matters. You might still finish second in your conference, but be behind um, three in the other one. Okay. So, so what you, benefit best, does that have? Huh? What? Oh, like, does it have a benefit from commercial point of view for yes. you? How? TV ratings would be bigger because you're going to have, I believe, greater... Um, but the fact that rivalry games are going to count for way more because they're in the same conference, it's pretty much worth four points, not two points. So you're getting two and costing your more direct opponent two. So that's going to count for more. There's less travel for each club, which is less cost already outlaid. Um, they're probably the two biggest ones, money and, and um, well, ratings and travel. The clubs are going well, to... Oh, yeah, no... That. You don't know if it's going to be rating because I reckon it's going to divide the NRL. So Northern Conference might not watch New South Wales Conference, Southern Conference. Well, they will if the Cowboys are versus the Storm that week. Well, it's only for the highlight game. So you, so you're saying that? Well, I said the Northern Conference people yeah. aren't going to watch the Southern Conference games. So there goes your ratings right there. Why wouldn't they? They Watch Sydney games at the moment. Well, it's not going to, they don't have to know about these teams for what, 20 rounds until the finals comes around. You don't have to do that now. What? Yeah, no, because you could be playing the, that team next weekend. Because, you could be playing the team that next weekend in this as well. Yeah, but no, you're not, not, not until at least what, round 14? No, it can be mixed up through the whole comp. I'm just oh, saying, so- out of the 24 rounds, so you're not going for a structured comp. You're going for, okay, they can travel from 
North Queensland to Warriors when they're still in their conference time. What the hell are you doing? So, what, what conference time? Well, you're... There's so no you time. Said for the first eight rounds... No, 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 16, no, 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 no. But that's what you said, though. You said for the first 16 rounds, they rotate for those, what, no, nine no, games. No, no, I'm just saying... You said that. No, I didn't say a time on it at all. There's you said the first there. 16 rounds. I said that takes up 16 rounds. No. Which means there's eight rounds outstanding. Doesn't mean you have to do it all within that thing. Cowboys could go Cowboys versus um, Warriors. They won't have to do that trip for another... Because next year, Warriors will come to Cowboys. And they won't have to do it yeah. for the year after that. But then the next two weeks, they could have Broncos versus Titans. Uh, Broncos, then Titans. Then they could verse St. George. Same as what it is now. It's just when you so, have a conference game, it's actually worth something. Every oh, time. See. But so can... It, the, in draw, the, the draw would still look similar to how it is now. The only things that are certain is everyone in your conference, you'll play twice, home and away, and you'll verse every one of the other teams bar one. Are you having one or two ladders? You'll have two ladders yep. till the end of the season. That'll give you two winners out of each side. They get into the final. And then it just goes on win-loss, regardless of which conference. Okay, so what, what, what I don't I'm winning you like this because you're like struggling here. No, 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 I'm not struggling. I'm just reading my notes. What don't you like about the current format? I like it. There's nothing wrong with it. I just think when it comes to 18, I just think that we're losing a lot of stuff that we grew up with, with, um, there's nothing, there's nothing drawing me in to watch, um, Canterbury and freaking, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a rivalry. There's like, there's nothing drawing me in to watch Penrith versus Tigers at the moment. Yeah, but that's not that's not the game. That's how the game's sold. So that's not the game, the players' fault. No, no, no. no. The, so there's nothing riding on it. There's no interest for me to watch it. I don't watch either team. But if I know that but, there's there's five rounds to go and Tigers are fighting for a spot against freaking St. George in the other conference for the last wild card, they'll be playing like it's a grand final with four weeks to do, go. Do you know how you solve this rivalry round problem that you keep going on about? Put make the Bulldogs' home game at Belmore. Yeah, it's a completely separate issue, but I agree with that. No, anyway. no, it's not a separate issue because if you put, if you right now, you left it in this and it had 18 teams in it and you let every Bulldogs team game, home game play at Belmore, every um, South Sydney game at Redfern, every Man, Tigers game, game at Brooklyn. Like yeah, a, no, I get yeah, that. I yeah. totally agree with that argument. Yeah. It won't happen. That atmosphere the at that game will create more of a rivalry than a reformatted competition. Yeah, but it I won't guarantee happen. you. Yeah, but that's, I'm not that's, arguing. That's that's a lot easier than reformatting the whole competition. That can solve yeah. every problem you're having. The it's easier, atmosphere. but it's going to cost you a shitload of money. That's why the yeah, NRL but, won't do it. But that's why I like the private ownership. <laughs> that's a whole different argument. Hey, <laughs> I'm yep. coming from Tinkler. You have but, private ownership, you're not going to have Lotto Land Stadium. Oh, so you're just having to go on the name of stadiums. Well, that's how they get the money. That's the problem with the NRL. Not one NRL club owns their field. 
Yeah, well, that, that's 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 the problem with the pandemic because AFL do. So if you Man, manly hires Brookvale, <laughs> isn't like freaking yeah. you and I could go down to Manly Council and hire Brookvale for a weekend if we wanted to kick the footy around. Well, can we do it when Manly are playing so they can't play? Oh, they charge so, Manly like twelve thousand dollars a game, and for everyone else, it's like four hundred fifty, five hundred bucks or something. So, my point is that if you just brought teams back to their home stadium, yeah, that would create the rivalry games you want. Yeah, I don't so, know about that. it's got nothing so, to do with our conference argument, but I like the but idea. It, but. I'm just saying that's how you'd keep doing it with us and you don't need the conference to make that atmosphere. To make yeah, the rival cool. games, you don't need the conference. All right, you do that. We'll go to the NRL. You'll say, let's bring all the teams back to their suburban, suburban grounds and we'll get bigger rivalries. And they'll be like, yep. Yeah. Are you going to make up the extra six million bucks that Telstra and Lotto Land and Wynn have paid to name their rights in the stadium. Are you going to earn no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about naming the rights. I don't that's care the about only, that. That's the reason why they're at the main big stadiums. There's no other reason. Yeah, but, money. No, because it's... And, and the Channel 9 are telling them. Whereas I'll go, hey, I've got this idea with less travel for the team, so less money spent, more rivalries, therefore more ratings. And that's pretty much all I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, but you're not letting games 20 minutes down the road teams play each other. Oh, we could go, I could go a whole season and play the Roosters once. Same as this. Yeah, but what if you? What if that's the rivalry of the current time? You you can't plan rivalries. That's my point. No, you can't. Rivalries I, are made. I, I, not base, I base this one around the ones that are already made. Yeah, but Penrith Parramatta, there's not that big of a rivalry anymore. They used to be. Yeah, there's not anymore. You put them back in there. Well, Bankwest Stadium will make it better. Mm. Penrith Stadium will probably make it better. Mm. But if you make them teams good, it'll probably be better. If you say, hey, if you beat your tradition, well, one of your rivals, you get a four-point gap ahead of them, technically. Yeah, but that's you've still done. Now. You've done everything you can do. Yeah, but now... It's not a four-point swing because because you're in one whole comp. You can rely on a few other teams to beat them on their shitty days. Whereas here, you might go, oh, you know what? We're probably the third best team in our conference, but we might be the seventh best overall. Instead of coming in on the seventh seed, we could come in in the fifth if we can get up to second here. So every team's worth way more. Every win's worth way more. But you can still catch that up the next week because you just said they're playing the other conference teams. So <sighs> say, but you still get those two points if you win against the other you're conference. You're versing don't you? everybody. Yeah, so but you are. So you're in a nine-team comp, yes. not an eighteen-team comp. Yeah, that goes for twenty-four games. So you're still playing those other teams once, right? Yes. But the team, so, the games in your conference are more important because you're beating a direct rival for one of the two spots that you can go for. Yeah, okay. So Not one of say, the eight that you could go for normally. So say round one, Parramatta play Penrith. Yeah. Parramatta win. Okay. Next week, Penrith play Broncos. Yeah. Bron- Penrith win. Yeah. Parramatta play Cowboys. Parramatta lose. Yeah. So they're even going yeah. in the next round. 
So it's still playing those other eight teams that's still even. Yeah, but they've already burnt up two of their 16 games within their conference. So they're not going to have the chance to directly play the person that they've already lost to to catch two points up against one of their direct rivals. But it's still playing a 24 game and they're still sticking to... They're still playing every team. So when you, you, you... When, you, when one of your rivals in your conference plays outside the conference, those two points are up for chance. When you play a team in your conference, you're guaranteed to make ground up if you win. If you win against the other conference and they win against another conference, you're not guaranteed to catch up in your conference. Well, if you say, say if you only win what nine, if you only win half your games in your conference, yeah and win every game against every other conference. So that's still 13 wins. Ones. 16 wins. There's no difference. That's 13. Oh. There's no difference at all in your format. Because if you 16 wins, you're still on 32 points, but you only won half your games in your conference. Oh, half the games in your conference. Yeah, so, yeah, so if you... That's know, what? 13. 32, Okay. Yeah, so you 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 only win half your games of your conference. So mm. you're saying the rivalry based on if you lose one, you're in trouble. Well, what if two of the other teams in my conference won ten? But what if they did instead of eight, and they won? But what eight if they were, what if they were mirror anyway. images? What if they're opposite? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> your conference idea doesn't matter if they're complete opposite. So I mean, say if, if they opposite. won every what. If they if they won half the, if they lost if they won half their games as well, mm. and then no, so if they won every game in their conference and then lost against the other team, they'd still be even. Yeah, then it's so, for and against. So it's exactly the same then. No, it is. The points might end up being the same, but for and against will be different. The chance of that happening is so minimal. So, and the fact that, the, neither of those my, team, that neither of those so teams saying, will get in anyway. But you're saying that you theoretically could win only half your games in your conference, win all the games against the other conference, and, and still be the top of the table, even if you win, only win half your games in your conference. Oh, if you've got a bunch of shitty teams in your conference, maybe. No, well, what if the conference is even? Well, that's the conference good. is even, so you only won half, but yeah. then you win every other game, yeah. and, a, and a team who's exactly the same level as you lose one game against the other conference, but they beat you still twice. Is your, whole argument, is your whole argument down to points? Yes. Because you're... I, your I, don't, whole, I, don't, I don't give a shit about the points. Mine's just arguing. Yeah, but your whole idea is if this team wins against you in your conference, that creates the rivalry because it's a four-point swing. My point is it's nullified because you're still putting games against the entire other conference where they can catch up on it. Okay. It's only nullified if you then go on to lose against the other teams. it's the When you verse someone in your conference, it's the only time where you have 100% in your hands the ability to move up within your own conference. Yes, 
and which is perfectly theoretical. So you can win every game in your conference and still not be good. You can be the dominant team in your conference by your logic and still come third. So you're going to say, I'm going to win 16 games out of my 24 and miss? Okay, so say if you only drop three games, you win 32, uh, sorry, 26 points. You only lose three games in your conference. Mm. 26 points wouldn't get me in anyway because 26 points will get you maybe You only have to win two other... That means you only have to win two other games. 30 is bringing the cuddle for a long time. So only have to win two other games against the other thing and you come third, but you're the dominant team in your conference. Yeah, so you'll still get in. You'll be the top one. No, in your but that, that that takes away that whole rivalry thing you've got. You can be the dominant team and oh still come to shit in your conference, can't you? If you only lose three games in your conference out of the sixteen and still come third, that's unfair. Who cares? <laughs> but that's the whole point. That's your whole point. You're saying you'll create rivalry because if you win, it'll be a four-point swing. In your conference, it will be. Against that one team. Yes, but because you're playing if you go, teams, If you go on to lose against teams in the other conference, you don't deserve to be in anyway because you're shit. Oh, oh okay. But if, <laughs> if, your conference, if you only if you, win games in your conference... Well, then you're shit because you can't beat anyone else. So you should get in the finals but, anyway. Yeah, but a team who's not dominant in your conference... You're, but your whole point is create rivalries. That's one of them, yeah. And the four-point swing in winning your conference, being the dominant team in your conference, it creates a four-point swing. I, I didn't say anything about dominant team. I'm just saying if Manly versus Newcastle and we beat you, we've taken, away, we've taken away a definite chance of you gaining two points on us. Exactly. Same, same with every other competition in the world. But you're, you're, you're dominantly team. on us. That's... Yes, but you... Your your point is that if you win in your win a game in your conference, that's such a massive swing that it creates a rivalry. No points and rivalries have nothing to do with it. I just want to I beat you because you're argue- Newcastle. I don't no. give a shit. <laughs> that's how a rivalry works. You could be fighting for second last and last. Points mean nothing if you get to verse that team twice in a year and beat them twice in a year. And if you I, if I lost to you twice in a year and still won the grand final, who's going to remember? Oh, no one except for the the manly supporters who we yeah, beat you twice in a year. And I can just year. go, oh, look at all the Newcastle players with my premiership ring. That's cool. That who's going to win that argument? I said, I, 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 that's happens already. I didn't get the point. My point is that you've your, got none. <laughs> your whole thing is if you win a game in your conference, that's a dominant thing and it creates a rivalry. No, because, you, you're, you're trying to put two points together. No, you're saying four points. It's no, a four I point mean, swing. I mean, you're trying to put two different ideas into one overall thing. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying this whole rivalry idea you've come up with to create rivalries because, and this is what you said, that it creates a four-point swing, that's null and void if you can dominate your other conference. Yeah. So how does it create rivalries if it doesn't matter? Rivalries have nothing to do with points. Yes, they do. I'm looking at the math side of things at a ladder right now. 
Rivalries have nothing to do with math. Oh, yes, it does because you win for and against gets you. Oh, if came round twenty six, and if I lost to you, if I needed only six points difference to, if I lost to you by six points and was still able to make the finals, I wouldn't care if I lost by six points. I made the finals. You didn't. Do you watch the Roosters and St George Anzac Day match? Yeah. Why? Why? Because you, you can't wait to see what team gets two points. Yeah, it helps. It, I'm here to win. You're here to beat your you beat your mate. If you're good enough to I'm win, you if you're good enough to win, you win either way. My simple so, point was that my simple point: if you beat someone in your conference. Regardless of what happens in the rest of the season, that one game, you've taken two guaranteed points away from a direct rival. That doesn't yes. matter how many other teams they verse, they can't get those two points back on you as a definite. Okay. All the rest so, is up to chance. That's all I said. And by the rivalries are completely separate. Rivalries happen because you're versing your biggest traditional rivals twice a year. Yes, but Every you're saying year. that rivalries are going to create money and it's a, it's a four-point... It's cr- taking away those two points that are four points, right? I will watch saying? every Manly Parramatta, Manly Newcastle game. I'm not going to watch every Manly Canterbury game, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, so back to and my... And the NRL about- doesn't give a shit about points. They care about ratings and money. Yeah, yeah, but as a supporter, I care about And Canberra and St. George and the Roosters, as much as I'll talk it to the media, they're not in the change room beforehand going, let's get the two points, let's get the two points. The coaches will be, but the players will be like, this is fucking rivalry. We've got to beat these mother... Well, you interviewed well, Jamie Soward, what, two weeks ago, and he didn't say he didn't care how he win as long as he won to get those two points. He wanted to win the game. Two points yeah. are wicked. But two, he'd, two. He'd, he'd want to win the game if it was fucking poker. <laughs> yeah, but you got to, the whole idea they walk on the field is win grand final. Okay, I'll throw it to you. Newcastle, 8th and ninth round 25. Newcastle, sorry, Newcastle Manly, 8th and nine round 25. If Manly could make the eight, if they lost... And if they still lost by four, mm-hmm. would you be happy to have that loss if you made the eight? So where do you say we're going? York doesn't matter. Eight and ninth. Well, we wouldn't be in Manly, Manly are allowed to lose by four. If we're so coming eight and ninth, we wouldn't get in. Why? It's only the top two from each side get in, then the next No, no, I'm talking about right now. Right oh, now. Oh, right now. Right now. If... Manly, if, if Manly could, if Manly still, if they lost, but it was less than four points and that guaranteed them a spot in the eight, would you still go for it? Would you still be happy with that loss? So we're sitting eighth, you're sitting ninth. Doesn't matter. And you beat us. Yeah. What by, by less than four points. And which means that you get in the eight. Would you be happy... That you lost, but you're still in the eight. Oh, I'd be, I'd be pissed that we lost. But you'd be happy you're playing next week, aren't you? Yeah, technically. 
Yes, that's my point. You don't care. But that's a completely you, different system. That wouldn't happen in this no. one. But that's my whole point. Your whole system is the conference games are more important than the other games, aren't they? Yeah. But my point with your system is that doesn't matter because you can still catch up on those points when you play the other teams. In the comp that we have now, yeah. No, in your comp. In my comp, there's only two spots that guarantee final spots, top two in each conference. Yeah, and so that's my point. If you, you can finish win, third in your conference and not make finals. If you win like 75% of your comp, but you still get wildcard points, don't you? If you've got enough wins, yeah. Yeah, so if, if you if you if you come if you win what ten out of sixteen, that's twenty points, and seven games, that's twenty-eight points, and you've got a really tight comp and you make say you get third. Mm-hmm. But the person behind you didn't win as many as many conference games. Oh, sorry, the person ahead of you didn't win as many conference games, but one more out of conference games. Would you be mad? Which that's a chance of happening in your comp. My point is, you're basing this whole thing on you'll get more rivalries if you play a conference competition because the conference games are so much more important. My point is. It's not. They're not as important if you can win the other games. Sure. All right. We'll go with that. I'll do the math and come back to you next episode. Okay. okay. So you could finish on 28 points and still not make the finals. I like that. Yeah. No, no. But, like, you, you're still... So, I'm pretty sure last year was the lowest intake of points to make the finals because it was so close. So that's happening more and more. It's getting lower and lower, the minimum. Um, I'm pretty sure a few years ago, um, I think Melbourne and Roosters got 38 points to yeah. get the minor premiership. Last year, they got like 32. That's going to come back to the argument that I'd like to make against one of yours, but we, you've just argued for 20 minutes in circles. <laughs> You're talking about competition for spots. Um, that goes in cycles. That'll, that'll come back in like five years. Same with the points to get into the top eight will come back in five years. That's null and void. Um, so it was a, there was a spot for like three years where Queensland didn't know who the fullback was going to be before Slater came along where you had like four or five different people it could have been. So I end up with Shafkovsky on one wing, Matt Bowen on the bench, Billy Slater in the centres. Um, who else was there? Yeah, Lockyer was still doing that shift between the two. It was like five all fighting for one position. They just end up throwing them on the wings and that sort of stuff. New South Wales have had to do that as well um, with Fittler playing lock. And... What, does that, what does that have got to do with anything right now? Well, you were saying that there's, a, there's not enough talent going around or something about too many people trying to fight for one spot. I'm just saying that just comes in cycles. That's not just... You can't use that as an argument because that's going to change over time. Um, oh, with the talent side of things. Talent will be fine. That comes up to recruitments to club and better scouting. Nah, like, we, there's, we, a, we, there's, there's, enough... there's not enough talent in rugby league. No, there is. You, all, all you have to look at is the dip, the the gap between Q and New Q Cup and New South Wales Cup compared to NRL. Yeah. That's all you have to look at. There's such a gap there. That's why we've got four years to build it up. I I, I would put Gold Coast ahead of the top Queensland team, top Q Cup team. Oh, That's how big we're. 
Falcons would lose to them. Go for it. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. Um, if the NRL clubs are coming out putting two rookies at halfback or halves, that comes down to their scouting at a young age, their ability to hold on and improve the talent, and their ability in the free agent market. If they're playing overs for someone who doesn't deserve that money, which leaves them with less money for their other positions, that's their fault. Yeah, but they're playing the overs because they're playing overs because there's no one out there and they're just picking up who they can. I think I think Storm's a complete a perfect model of what you can do with one or two superstars and then get the get the best out of a whole bunch of off cuts from other clubs. Yeah, but they're they're a minority. Yeah. But they're still showing how it's done. Are, Manly, you, kicking Manly, de- are you kicking your desk? No, I'm hitting the pen down. Sorry. Oh, Manly did the now. same thing in that same rivalry span. Yeah, just, just a salary cap. Sure. But we did a really <laughs> good job of bringing up juniors and no-names and turned them into elite talent yeah, for know. that time period. Yeah. yeah. Some clubs are better okay. than others at doing it. Okay. What does everyone else think? Message in if you agree with me or Adam. Conference. No. No. <laughs> well, okay, hopefully, hopefully on Sunday night's game, we have some positive stuff to talk about after... I think yeah. it'll be the first time in my life I'm actually going to pay attention to some politics news. But we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, all right, guys. We will have a... This will drop, yeah, Thursday morning. Um, well, this morning. <gasps> and then the next one will be Monday morning. Um, jump on any of our platforms. Vote conference. Bye. <laughs> see you later, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio. Be sure to check out Adam's craft beer choice of the week.